Welcome to Star Wars Collecting Cosmos, a celebration of collecting miscellanea. We join you once again as we all journey down to San Diego Comic-Con, uh, myself and our two other co-hosts. Uh, so let me welcome in Marjorie from Star Wars Action News and Marvelicious Toys. Hi, Marjorie. Hello. So you're completely recovered from San Diego now? Yeah, actually, I don't think it was that bad of a tra- trip physically. It was more so with how many times I had to go to FedEx and... Apparently, I somehow increased the amount of clothes that I took and came home with more clothes. So I'm not sure how that happened. So yeah, pretty much recovered except for laundry. You didn't buy a bunch of t-shirts or something, did you? I, I might have, yes. Uh-oh. Okay. And also joining us is Amy from Mirror Inventions. Hi, Amy. Hi. And our, how is your recovery going from San Diego? Good. I'm trying to find uh, places for all the art prints that I bought from San Diego. And I am, of course, Ryan from Galaxy of Toys, and we're here to talk to you about San Diego Comic-Con. We all were fortunate enough to go there last weekend. Um, we're going to talk about maybe not always those mainstream things, not that Hasbro stuff or whatever that you saw, but more into uh, what kind of fits into our show, the things that, that we kind of find that are a little different. So um, we're just going to start off, we'll be kind of free form on this, start off with just kind of the fun things you saw uh, at the con. We'll start with you, Marjorie. Well, um, Comic-Con is one of my favorites, and trying to think of the fun stuff I saw, I saw some great costumes this year. There was a great Marvel costume. I don't know if you guys saw that. I know that's kind of like stepping away from Star Wars, but there was a guy who did full-on Apocalypse, and he was really tall. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did see that. That was like at a booth, and they were doing him up there at the booth, and he would do like a full um, like monologue type of thing, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't see that. No, this is the guy walking around with the costume he said he had built. Oh, wow. No, I saw one that was at a booth, and they were doing up his makeup at the time, and they'd get done, and he'd stand up and do a whole apocalypse monologue thing and, oh, and wow. all that. Oh, yeah. wow. I did, uh, well, by the I, way, go sorry, go ahead. I, I did see that costume. Um, I think there was quite a few pictures online from it, and Marvel had a couple pictures as well. I, I will say that you know, if we want to skew away from Star Wars a little bit, that's okay. I think we're all still a little excited about it. A little movie that came out this weekend called uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, just a little I, bit. I don't, I, I don't think we we have to worry too much about going away from that a little bit. Uh, in <laughs> fact, I'll I'll encourage it. We can talk about anything at the con, really. Uh, I think it'd be fun. Uh, Amy, what was one of the more interesting things that you saw? Um, well, I, you know, I was thinking about that today. The one thing that still sticks in my mind is the Millennium Falcon glass cutting board from Underground Toys. I want it. It's awesome. Underground Toys did have some really cool stuff. I, I, you know, you you pointed out that that was actually a cutting board. I didn't know what that was. I just saw the, a flat falcon sitting there. Yeah, I, I noticed they, the lights. Are, sorry. Go are ahead. They, are they actually selling that stuff finally? Because I saw that back in, oh gosh, in the winter at Toy Fair. Oh really? Yeah, they had like knives and and they at the time they told us they were prototypes and they weren't sure you know final product may vary and everything. So were they selling them or did they just have them on display? They were on display, but I got the impression that they're coming in the fall, along okay. with the lightsaber barbecue tongs. So it's possible that we'll be seeing them a little later this year. They had a lot more stuff besides that at Toy Fair. They had, like, a knife set that was an X-Wing, and they had all kinds of kitchen gadgets. I think that knife set's gone out for sale, at least. Oh, has it? Yeah, I think okay. Geek sells them, I think. Uh, yeah, the... Underground Toys uh, booth this year didn't have anything for sale. It was just all stuff on display. 
Um, I didn't actually get a chance to go through that as much. I, I kind of grabbed pictures of the Star Wars stuff while I was on my way to something else. It's on the back end of the hall. Um, I didn't even look at the Doctor Who stuff or any of that stuff this year, so I, I kind of missed out a little bit there. So, Amy, what was kind of your coolest purchase? We'll start there. Or you could just list off any of your purchases, doesn't it? Oh, matter. yeah. Well, I got a needle-felted Chewbacca from Wool Buddy. And I picked up a Hall H print, which is just a print of two people enjoying the convention, and there's a big Hall H sign above them. That Hall H is very um, one of those iconic images from San Diego Comic-Con, uh, love it or hate it. So I got one of those prints from um, Extracurricular Activities. And then one artist I was very excited to see was Chris uh, Guglotti. And he did the Romance of the Sarlacc print, and he also did a print that was about um, uh, a Grimorian guard raising, um, or the Rancor Keeper raising up one of the the Rancors and then nursing him back to health after he got uh, hit on the head by Luke. So uh, those prints were really cool, and I picked up those, and I got an art card from my favorite artist, um, Ashley Poppywell. She hooked me up with a a Clone Wars Obi-Wan art card. So I was very happy about that. So a lot of art purchases. But aside from that, uh, what was it? Styling Online had a really cool camp Ewok shirt, uh, Endor camping t-shirt that I picked up because we're going to be, me and a couple friends are going to be camping in Endor next week. So I thought it was a very uh, fitting shirt to have. And um, just like all sorts of cool odds and ends that I picked up really, but a lot of art for the most part. Uh, yeah, there's a print I noticed uh, on, on your pictures that was like a, a series of Leia's and her different costumes. Yes. I actually need to look that up in my book here to figure out which artist did that one. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> uh, oh, wait, no. Um, that was Jeff Victor, and he did a series of Leia's on a, oh, gosh, it's like an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper. And it was done by the year, so 1977, it showed what costume she had, 1980, what costumes. So it's kind of a unique print, and I really enjoyed it. So um, I definitely picked that one up. And then um, our favorite, Dave Pryor, who does a lot of um, vintage action figures, um, did a new print, and it's um, Chewbacca sitting on the shoulders of Han Solo, and they're both like screaming and running down a hallway. So that was pretty cool to get. And he had two new buttons this year. He had a gonk droid button and I think, was it Yoda with a snake? Um, gosh. I know you, yeah. I know you got one, I think. I, I, I bought them both, yes. I, don't, I remember gonk. I think you're right. I think the other one was Yoda. Okay. So, yeah. That, I mean, I spend a, a good half of my day, one of the days at Comic-Con, just going through Artist Alley and the Vinyl Artists booth. I picked up the... Um, R2-D2 figure with the elongated legs and arms um, from the Suck Lord booth. And, um, oh, and I picked up, and Marjorie, you're going to love this. Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> at the Suck Lord booth, they had a, a fanzine um, done by 99 different artists, and it's called The 99 Deaths of Jar Jar, in which they all nice. uh, draw different ways in which they would kill Jar Jar. So they had quite a few copies left. They might still have them. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out, because I think they do Suckadelic, too, don't they? Yes, they do. Okay, I have buy been buying their trading cards for quite a while. Whenever I go to New York, I pick those up at Toy Tokyo, because they always have them, actually, and they're ridiculously expensive for, like, you know, eight cards, but it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, 
Amy, oh, how, how do you avoid buying too much art? Because we have an art problem in our house. Mm-hmm. And what I've started doing is buying, you know, those, because I don't have enough wall space for all the art I have. And rotating sounds like a great idea, but let's face it, it's not going to happen. So I started buying those art books like they have at their tables. And I stick all the art in there. So I've got like nice flip books to go through. Yeah, I bought art art folios and I have um, several different sizes. And for the most part, the art fits them. Um, and I even have a smaller art folio album that you can get like at any craft store, any art supply store. And the smaller one I used for my um, Christmas cards because I've been getting over the last few years a ton of Star Wars Christmas cards, Lucasfilm Christmas cards. So um, I store them that way. And then I also have a three-ring binder um, to hold in my art sketch cards. So just the normal sheet that you would use to hold baseball cards I use to hold my sketch cards until I have enough to fill in a baseball card frame that I could pick up at like any craft store like a Joann's or a Michael's would sell them. Cool. Okay. So what I'm doing makes sense then. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't have enough room to keep them all framed and hung up, but I do rotate things. I I think the majority of the art kind of tends to fall within a certain size range. So I'll kind of, I'll, I'll rotate stuff out over, over a year. So, uh, Marjorie, what's uh, some of the other items that you picked up? And you don't have to limit it to Star Wars if you pick okay. up some awesome Marvel thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I did pick up all of just about all of the new We Love Fine collection. They've released a fashion line of Star Wars items. My two favorites are the Japanese Star Wars and the French Star Wars. They made them into, like, tank tops. So they're really cute, and they've got, like, a, kind of like a tank top, top and the bottom is is the Star Wars poster from the A New Hope, but one's in Japanese, and I picked up the French one also. Really cute, really amazing. In fact, I wore one out to a club and got so many compliments on it. It was just, it's, it's so different, and it's kind of grown up versus soccer mom. You know what I mean? Kind of stuff. And, and, and the fabric's a little thicker and doesn't tear as easy? Exactly, yes. And it was cheaper. Okay, yeah. Yeah, go figure. They also had a really cute like cap sleeve button up shirt with a stormtrooper print with a little skinny tie that goes with it. They had a male version and a female version and that's also super super cute. And they have those three on their website right now. When the other stuff they've they had like a, a Vader shirt that was like a it said Vader across the chest and like a solid band and then it was mesh striped the rest of the way down. And then they had some really cool big cut tank tops that were more fashionable than just like standard tank top. Um, I think my favorite purchase, well, there's two favorite purchases. One was I did manage to get to Funko and get through that line. And so that was absolutely oh, amazing. Boy. I know it, it was just a bizarre thing. Arnie happened to be standing there and the guy said, the line starts right here. And it was, he was a third in line. Wow. Yeah. How lucky is that? <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> that, that's pretty me. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow. And then he managed to get through that line and he got to Lego and got through Lego the same day. So a magical day because everyone was scared. Everyone flipped out. So no one was hitting things. He got the Disney and he got the big hero six exclusive that Baymax and he got Lego and Funko all in the same day. Oh my gosh. That's quite impressive. He had a magical day and I'm just like, you, I don't know what to think about you. So I, I did get the exclusive set of guardians of the galaxy minis that Funko has which they just arrived Friday, and so I'm hoping to open them this week. And then I picked... uh Uh-huh, go ahead. The the Star-Lord on that, is he wearing a mask? Let me 
check on that. I don't know. Because there's so many of the figures, he's wearing the mask, and I'm like, I'm not interested in that. But well, anyway, I, I, I don't think that the Funko is going to be what we what, what maybe we're wanting. Oh, yeah. Hot toys. <laughs> Hot toys is what we're wanting, and that's what I just um, ordered yesterday. I succumbed to yeah. the dark side, the Marvel side. Hot toys is dangerous, dangerous. I know, dangerous. I know. I knew I was opening a Pandora's box when I did it, but I'm like, damn it, I love Guardians of the Galaxy too much. Yeah, to oh, you bought me the, uh, the Wolverine hot toy, mm-hmm. and it is like having a mini Hugh Jackman. It is beautiful. Nice. Let's see, I'm trying to find Star Wars on this to see if I have to get through all the Disney stuff. I'll have to let you know because it doesn't show. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be curious. Set. And the, in addition to that stuff, I did pick up um, some T-shirts over at one of the booths in the small press area. Perhaps my favorite one, it's the Chuck Taylor Converse logo, but it says Captain America. And then in cursive, you know, on the side, it says Steve Rogers. That was really cool. Nice. Well, I, I picked up a few things myself. I, uh, I always like to go by the Comic in- Images booth, which is right at the Lucasfilm Pavilion. And I usually pick up a couple of plush items this year. I got the Jabba the Hutt plush. And the Tauntaun plush. I, it, it's crazy because start, I'm starting to have this whole Job of the Hut focus collection going on well, that you I didn't can't call intend. Weird. I, I, I didn't intend this, but all of a sudden, like I have all this Jabba stuff. I, I don't know why, but it's it's happened. I think it's because I got the sideshow Jabba a few many years back, and it's kind of grown from that. But I picked up those. Uh, surprisingly, you talked about short lines and everything and being lucky. I was shocked at the Hallmark booth. Uh, well, no, I didn't get the Wampa, but the Itty Bitties were available almost all day long at Hallmark Booth. And so I was able to pick up the, the Sandperson and the Bantha Itty Bitties and uh, probably end up buying all the rest of those when they come out at Hallmark now. I also, there was a new vendor. So there was a new vendor named uh, Peavy that did uh, like guitar type stuff. They were also at the Lucasfilm Pavilion. I picked up a set of guitar picks and an R2-D2 guitar strap. Uh, one of the things I'm doing this next year in my professional life is I'm going to start teaching guitar at the school I, I work at. And so decided to kind of dress up my new guitar teacher persona with a few Star Wars items there. They actually had several different guitar straps, uh, several different kind of picks. I bought the dark side set of picks, but I know they had Rebels, uh, light side picks, all sorts of stuff like that. They did not have a Darth Vader guitar strap because that's what I would have bought. So I, I went with the backup of R2-D2. I also went by my cool car stuff, and I got the two exclusive keychain sets, the Boba Fett set and the Darth Vader set. I could have gotten the exclusive floor mats that they had there, but I already have my car decked out with Darth Vader floor mats and everything. I didn't need a pink or green Stormtrooper to go along with that, so I was fine there. But I did get the uh, the, the different coasters they were handing out there for free if you just bought things there. Now, did you get... I bought two sets of the keychains, one of each set, and I only got one coaster. Is that how it was supposed to work? Well, I bought two sets, and they handed me, like, four coasters. I went back, I think, the next day, and I bought a sticker and something else there, and I got, uh, like, two more coasters that were different. So, no, I I think maybe when I went by, it was toward the end of the day, and they just wanted to get rid of stuff or something. Hmm. I went at the end of the day on Sunday and I bought an R2-D2 lanyard and an R2 keychain and I got a ton of, they're like, take as many as you want because I think at that point they're like, we don't want to cart this out when the convention ends. So they were just handing them out like candy. Kind of an oddball item I picked up is I decided I needed an extra phone charger deal. So I went to um, 
Mimoko, and they have these portable chargers. They're going to have a really cool Darth Vader charger, but not yet. So I ended up buying one. It's called an Ever Sweaty, but it's uh, it's done by Suckadelic, and it has kind of a Boba Fett-looking character on it. So that, that kind of qualifies there. Um, I also was very fortunate in um, Sunday of Comic-Con was my birthday, and um, Amy and a few of our other friends uh, took me out to lunch, and they got me an awesome vinyl knockoff Darth Vader from Japan. He kind of looks like a combination of a Lego figure and like a vinyl figure, but much, much larger than a Lego figure. It is absolutely awesome. I don't know where you guys got that, but it's it's very cool and now sits at the top of my Vader shelf. Yeah, it was one of the toy vendor booths on the far end of the convention center near the gaming section. Um, he said he brought it back from Japan with a couple of other things, and uh, it's kind of cool. It's something else I'd found in um, kind of... I guess it wasn't really Artist Alley, it was, but it was over toward the vendors and everything. I found these, I think they were keychains, if I remember correctly, uh, little cloth uh, Darth Vader and R2-D2. I know I picked up Amy the R2-D2, and I picked up the Darth Vader for myself. They're just little, I don't know, what would you call them, felt or what? Well, I think they're based... They're based in Asia, I think. It's it's like a form of doll that, like, the head is a ball of yarn. It's almost like a worry doll, but it's not. They build felt around the figure to make the figure, but, but essentially the head is a ball of yarn. Um, and there was some artists online that were making them quite a few years ago. I think they got shut down by Lucasfilm, but the fact that this booth had the entire booth was just full of all of these different pop culture references, including Star Wars, kind of shocked me, because I was like, wow, I'm surprised they're not getting shut down again for this. But Yeah, they had tons of stuff. When I went there, they were very busy. I was basically, I got the R2 Invader and got out. I didn't even get a chance to get a card or anything from them, so I didn't even know who the artist was or anything like that. Some of those things are the best over there. I mean, just the random stuff you find. One year, Arnie picked up like the coolest iPad case over there and it was with the star Wars fabric, but she'd done a really nice job sewing it and making it this nice little pouch and everything. So it's kind of like no man's land over there as far as licensing. Oh yeah. There's a, what was it two or three years ago? I went to a booth and, and they had brought over all of the Japanese tea towels and Japanese hand towels that they had made over there, the license that they had over there for that. And you could pretty much pick anything you wanted. And, and for the tea towels, I think they've made like 50 different versions now. So that was awesome. That is really cool. We know if you go to the Japanese malls, they have those there usually. Have you ever found like one of the Japanese? Surely you guys have one up there. We have them in the Midwest. It's just like this entire big building full of all these little Japanese stores. We have H Mart, but I think that's about, about as close as we get to the Northwest for that. Yeah, H- it's all Korean there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is odd. We have Wajamaya and everything. Yeah, we do here, have Wajamaya. Oh, they're one of my customers. Hmm. Uh, Marjorie, did you get a chance at all? I, I never found out. Did you go to the uh, fashion show that they had at Comic Con at all? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Just curious. I, I know it was something I, I definitely couldn't go to. Nor Amy. We were standing in line that night. So <laughs> no, <laughs> you guys are braver than I am. I, th- <laughs> I think that was the night of Woodstock, actually. Oh, was that Woodstock yeah, night? Yeah, it was Thursday. Oh, right? okay. Uh, but yeah, Amy and I did brave to get into Hall H on uh, Saturday. We got to see all the cool stuff out of there, including the new Avengers: Age of Ultron trailer and all of that. It was quite exciting. And uh, would would you say it was worth the wait to to sit in Hall H all that day, Amy? It was worth the wait, but it wasn't my favorite Hall H experience. That I think I'll reserve for Loki last year. 
what? After all that time, I was expecting you guys to tell me it was like the best thing ever. Well, I I guess I'm jaded because I did spoiled like there was the year that um, Robert Downey Jr. walked down the aisle dressed as like in a suit with the Iron Man arm, and he like walked right by our section, so that just was awesome. And then Loki coming out and and saying you know like mocking us for standing in line that was pretty cool. And then the first time they um, assembled the cast of the Avengers and announced who the Hulk was going to be and announced Joss Whedon as the director that was like peel people off the ceiling. Um, but this year, I was kind of surprised because they just talked about Ant-Man um, and they showed us a little teaser footage, new teaser footage. And um, I don't know, I think they're going to have to do a little bit more of a job selling it. it. It's A lot of people are a little nervous about the fact that they've switched their director and half the cast at this point. So we'll see how that goes. But um, but for the Avengers cast, uh, seeing them back out again was pretty neat. Um, although Joss Whedon wasn't there, he, I guess he had leg surgery and, uh, one of the things they didn't tell him when he got it done was that he couldn't travel. So that meant he couldn't go to Comic-Con. <laughs> ah, bummer. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It was, it was kind of funny when we got done, I kept hearing people who were in the, in there or people who were outside who kept, were catching glimpses of the, the Superman Batman trailer thing. And they were so excited talking about how awesome it was. It was really 15 seconds long. We we saw Batman. We saw Bat <laughs> Signal. We saw Superman. And that was it. Yeah, we saw, uh, it we saw was, crazy Superman red eyes, you know. That's true, yes. He, he had the heat vision going. But they had that, and they introduced, uh, is it Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot, who's playing Wonder Woman? Uh, and they showed a picture of her in costume. And, and that was really it. It was really short. They didn't have any of the actors say a single thing. Nope. Yeah. They really? They brought them out. And they didn't say anything. They just waved to the crowd and they said, well, we're not going to let a mask um, answer any questions. And then they just ushered them out. And we're like, what was that? <laughs> it's just, it was weird. Oh, was weird. that is odd. Wow. Yeah, some of the cool things we did get to see were um, the, the Hobbit panel. They showed us a, uh, a blooper reel from all the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies that was quite hilarious. And the whole panel on a whole was, was really good. And of course, the uh, the Avengers Two stuff was fantastic. They showed us an, an early trailer for Avengers Two, which started off with all the Avengers attempting to pick up Thor's hammer, and everybody's not able to move it. And Captain America picks it up, and it moves just a slight little bit before going back down. And then, Thor, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then Thor picks it up and flips it around, and everything. And, he, and then he says, "It's it, you can't you can't lift it because you're not worthy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it got into much more dire things with, like, seeing Iron Man next to Captain America's broken shield on, like, so this meteorite and dead bodies everywhere. So looks like an interesting film, that's for sure. Although, in the panel, I thought it was interesting that Robert Downey Jr., they were asking the different characters, and they were talking to Scarlet Witch, and then Robert Downey Jr. said, well, she cast a spell on me several weeks ago that I have yet to recover from, and everyone took that as some innuendo, but I think that was his way of, dropping some hints about possible plot for the movie. That is possible, because we know she's in there. And she's an Olsen sister, too. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're a little she's, sister. She's, she's John McClane's daughter, isn't she? No, she was the girl, John McClane's daughter, girl that was in... Um, uh, was it Olsen? No, it was um, the girl that was in Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. Oh, you're right, you're right. Elizabeth Olsen was in something else recently, wasn't she? She was in Godzilla. She was the mom in Godzilla. Oh, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, okay. 
I knew I'd seen her in something else recently. Yeah. Huh, and at the very end of the day, um, well, the end of the Marvel panel, which is basically the end of the day, they had uh, James Gunn and uh, Chris Pratt come on and tell us that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will be happening in 2017. So that that was kind of the extent of all we got there. But I, I don't know. That was my first time doing a camp out and all-day Hall H thing. I had fun with it. Um, if I had to camp out any earlier than what we did this year, I don't know if it'd be worth it. I would not want to miss time for Comic-Con itself. To, what to time stand. did you get in line? 5, um, 5.30. Ryan yeah. joined P- the rest of our group PM. Yeah. Let's just say PM. Let's PM. clarify that. 5.30 yeah. p.m. on Friday for yeah. Saturday. So again. you had a 24-hour experience, yes. basically. 24, yeah. 24 hours of Hall H. Now, I can only imagine what will happen next year if they do a Star Wars panel. No kidding. I can't scary. do that. I, I can't wait in line like that. One, I'll go stir crazy. I, I did that once for George Lucas for Celebration 3. He was making an appearance, which now I'm like, oh, George Lucas, okay, whatever. But we set out in the freezing rain. It started the day with severe rain and tornadoes. Then it switched to r- rain. It got really cold. And then it was freezing rain where they had a crisis on their hands, and they had to move us inside. And I slept on the floor of the convention center at 3 a.m. And it was horrible. I, don't, I, I can't do it again. And, you know, you're going to hate me, but my side of that story is my first, day the, my first day of the, the Celebration 3 was the day, that day, the day that George Lucas was there. And I walk into the convention center, I get my badge, and they're saying, do you want to go see George Lucas? And I was like, uh, okay. It would have been my first convention ever. And I'm ushered up these stairs and go right into the, <laughs> right into the hall and get and sit and listen to him. I didn't have to camp out overnight. Yeah, what happened was the line scared people away, and the second showing or the second talk that he gave was almost empty because yeah. the line freaked so many people out. <laughs> oh, th- speaking of empty, did you guys hear like on Thursday for many of the panels in Hall H, the ha- Hall H was half empty? Yeah. They were actually I, trying to get people in there? Yeah, I heard about that. And I guess part of the deal is a lot of studios just wouldn't announce what they were going to show there. They just said they'll be showing movies from their upcoming lineup, but they didn't announce exactly what movies, and so a lot of people missed stuff like, I guess, Chris Nolan was there. Uh, a couple other kind of big-name actors were there for talks, and like it was a half-empty hall because people just really didn't know it was going to be there and went ahead and skipped it. I honestly skip it because of the line. If I look like... I mean, it gets to be, you could maybe wait like two hours. I mean, the last time I waited, I think we were in line for maybe about two hours, and the reason we didn't get in is because that guy got stabbed in the eye, and it happened right in front of our friend Stuart. And so he was in there, and he's like, what Wait, wait, this is Stuart from Now Playing? Yes. It happened right in front of him? Uh-huh. Oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so he was like, yeah, there's seats around me, guys. Come on in, I'll save them for you. Because we were, like, right up at the front of the line, the ropes, where they start letting you through. And all of a sudden, he's, like, texting us. He's like, oh, wait, somebody's been stabbed. There's no security coming. I don't know what to do. And so he was sitting there watching this guy fight this other guy and stab him in the face with a pen. And they were trying to get people's attention and people weren't coming over. And then no one else got in the rest of that day. So we missed Avengers the first time. And ever since then, I've looked at the line and been like, yeah, you know what? I am not waiting 18 hours in line. Yeah, it's kind of a scary thought because Star Wars is there next year. It's something I'd love to see, but I, I don't know how long I want to wait in line for that. I'm seriously going to wait and see what we get at Celebration in April. And that will probably make my determination on what I'm doing for Hall H in July. Well, does this thing usually do a panel? 
I because I honestly didn't even pay attention if Disney did a movie panel. They, they did not this they year. They didn't this year, and it's not a D23 year, so that's kind of odd for them, because usually D23 years, they don't do anything. But this year, being not a D23 year, and the fact that they didn't do a panel even then was kind of a surprise. Hmm. Yeah, we, we've toyed with D23 a few times now. Yeah, it's a scary thing to think about going to that, too. Now, with Disney involved with Star Wars, it's like, oh, is, do, I, do I need to go to this convention as well? Is there going to be things I need to see here? Yeah. <laughs> 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 my, my fear is that they get rid of Celebration and then they congeal it into D23 and then it'll lose the specialness it has. Yeah. I've heard that, and I I fear from the hubbub I've heard is that that's a very justified idea. Wasn't the next Celebration the last one they're under contract for? As I understand it, yes. Yeah, I can't remember hearing that. However, wow. the people at ReadPop, um, I don't know if you guys remember Travis from Master Replicas? long time ago before they got bought and all that, he works for Reed Pop doing the merchandising mm. and he's done the last few celebrations. He also has been doing Marvel merchandising and this year he did all the Marvel merchandise that was clothing at the Marvel booth at Comic-Con. So they're, Reed Pop's at least in them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see celebration continue the way it's been going, but... Uh... It's definitely I, I like it. I like it to just be a just a Star Wars convention. It seems to be plenty of people going to justify having it there. Um, they obviously they let fans have a lot of input with it with stuff like the collectors panels and everything like that. Uh, I, I'd like to see that continue, and I hope Disney certainly lets that continue. It's be kind of curious. Did you guys go to the high end panel at all? Yes. Did you notice there. the Disney lady and everything? She said things were still in changing and it seemed like a very odd panel did you get that vomit too it was kind of weird um i mean they they changed their format of giving away things this year that was a little different that was nicer though because so many times i gotten screwed out of the trivia question oh yeah <laughs> yeah but uh it, it was kind of like that the whole yoda thing was kind of weird too from efx yeah where they they showed that to us, but it's not going to come out for like four years or something. What? Yeah. <laughs> they What they do, and I, I don't know, they're, we are in good terms with them, and um, Arnie buys a lot of their stuff. Um, their Captain America shield should be here soon. Um, they really take the time to make really quality products, and I would not hesitate to plunk down a pre-order for anything that they have any day. Yeah, it was just, just kind of weird because they talked about it. It sounded really cool, but they, they, at the same time, like, oh, we're going to try and do this. We're going to try and put this in. And it's like, why don't you wait a little while till you know what you're doing and let us know about it. I don't know. That was kind of my impression on it. Like, it sounds really cool what they're doing with it, but it seems way too early to be talking about it, in, in my opinion. But they generate buzz. True, true. I mean, they they had some interesting – Um, there was something – I don't know if anybody talked to anybody about this, but during Comic-Con, Hot Toys announced that they're doing Star Wars six-scale and quarter-scale now. Yes. And I was wondering, is that going to interfere with Sideshow? Is Sideshow not doing that anymore? How is that going to work? Does well, anybody know? Yeah, and we actually, I think on the Star Wars Action News that's coming out, we talked to them and asked them because we're like, what the hell? What's going yeah. on? And, um, and gosh, I can't remember now. I've had a hell of a time since then. But I think it's not affecting anybody's license. It's going to be interesting to see because, well, it's all going to be happening at once. I don't know if you guys have ever looked at, like, the other Disney properties, like what they do with their own stuff. Like, 
princesses and cars and all that stuff. It I is a marketing stuff, but <laughs> yeah, it's a marketing juggernaut. There is so much out there. Talk to find someone who's really into Disney and talk to them. There is anything you could ever want, any scale, any item, just out there. And that's probably what's going to happen to Star Wars. It's happened to Marvel. Yeah, it's, it's scary. It happened to Marvel, except for there's no three and three quarter inch Guardians of the Galaxy figures. What's up with that? Well, uh, they wanted the ones to fit in ships, so they've got those little tiny two and a half inch ones. Yeah, those suck. They do. <laughs> those six inch ones are awesome. They're not on the any shelves anywhere. Oh, yeah. yes. Those are amazing. Those are great. Yeah, we ended up, we actually got a really nice gift box from Hasbro. That was in a Guardians of the Galaxy box, and then it had all the toys inside, and it was really oh. exciting. It was like Christmas. Oh. They don't normally do that, so it was kind of exciting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we all, I, we all have Guardians fever, is what I'm getting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've okay. seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Me too. I'm in love. Yes, it was absolutely amazing. I think Groot stole the show. Groot, Rocket, Groot. and Star Lord. Yeah. The, the thing I, the thing I was impressed about that show, the the more I thought about it, is from your main cast of characters, nobody was kind of a weak character. Like, you really enjoy every character. They all have have their thing to do. And nobody was kind of a weak link within that. I, I was quite impressed with that. Yeah, they, it, was, it was really tight. It was nonstop action. And it was an interesting story. I mean, even the wrestler and Batista playing Drax totally he was, worked. He was amazing, though. And it's like, yeah. I mean, his acting was good. And the fact that he could deadpan those lines... Nothing goes over my head. I have fast reflexes. I mean, the fact that he could just say that, it was just awesome. It was pretty impressive. So did, did Arnie go nuts with the post, uh, post-credit post scene? Uh, yes. We knew it ahead of time. And did you also notice, since you've seen it twice, that Howard is up there also when you first see the collector? No, I did not see that. Now you need I to see it again. <laughs> I was looking more in the background the second time. I did see that there's a dark elf in, in his stuff back there. Yes. Um, but I was trying to find other things and I, I just, I, it was, it was hard to do, but, uh, I remember hearing an early rumor that Iron Man was going to be in the movie too. So I was kind of surprised I didn't see him. But. The rumor initially was that Tony Stark was Star-Lord's dad, but I don't think oh. given the timeline of the movie that that would be too possible. No way. Yeah. And that would mean that Tony Stark wouldn't be totally human, right? Yeah. But I think that that might just been somebody making stuff up and it just got ground or something because I don't see how that would be possible. But they did leave it wide open for the sequel to get um, maybe explore who his dad was. Yeah. Yeah, I was just I had heard obviously in the six inch Guardians figures, there is an Iron Man in that. Um, and I'd seen something earlier in the year for a video game that's you know had so you can unlock the Iron Man costume from Guardians of the Galaxy of the movie. And so it was like, well, Iron Man's going to be in this. But, yeah, I was I expected to see him somewhere in there and, and nothing. Yeah, I don't think anybody, other than Howard, I don't think there's any hidden Marvel characters. But if you no, do look, yeah. when the collector, like when they start panning his room, Howard is in the upper right-hand corner in a jar. Okay. Hmm. I, I have a feeling when that comes out on DVD Blu-ray that that'll be uh, one of those most paused things, like the, uh, the whiteboard in uh, Cabin in the Woods, just to yes. see what's all there. All right. Well, did you guys have anything more to add about San Diego Comic Con, or should we just go into a Galaxy of uh, uh, Galaxy Toys, Guardians of the Galaxy podcast here? I'm, I'm wondering now. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't care. We, we can talk about whatever we want. So. We could do a Chris Pratt podcast. You know, just saying. Well, if you guys want to swoon over him, sign I can me up. You 
<laughs> who knew? Who knew? Well, this isn't really um, Comic-Con related, but it is related to something that's not your typical Star Wars item that I picked up this week. I had mentioned before the the workbooks for children that you could get now in the stores. They have um, preschool workbooks, first and second grade workbooks, and they have them for numbers, um, writing, and... I think there's one other topic. But anyway, um, the the art in there is fantastic. It's very reminiscent of the original early coloring books that they had for the original trilogy. And full of humor and full color pages and, and just really great illustrations. Um, but I was at Costco today, and they're selling them in three packs. And they I think they're $16.95. And you get um, each of the three books for kindergarten or first grade or second grade. Hmm, that's a good deal. Nice. Yeah, it was a pretty good deal. The artwork in those is fantastic. It's it's stuff we've never seen before. It's all brand new and humorous. Like the Emperor visiting Endor was was quite funny. And the Wookiee w- with the mohawk, I liked that one too. Yeah, it, it's impressive that they came out with something like that and just u- didn't use the same old artwork that we've seen a thousand times over before. All right. Well, did you guys have anything more to add about Comic Con, Marjorie? Uh, no. I I'm happy that. I didn't come home with bloody stumps for feet, so I'm really good. <laughs> well, well, I almost did that. So <laughs> I, it's I all about to... carrying two different pairs of shoes at the minimum, and you alternate well, well, your shoes. I, I tried to kill a foot before Comic Con. I tripped over oh, a sign, sandals, and broke a toenail, and all sorts of fun stuff. And just now, starting to finally get that recovered. But uh, yeah. you're not supposed to do. Some people drag me to uh, to Old Town to go look at stuff. <laughs> hey, that's, that's Stephanie's fault. It was not me. <laughs> but we didn't see any cool Star Wars stuff there. We we kept looking for different things there, and and the the best we found, we did see some applause. Episode one applause stuff still on sale at a, at a place in Old Town. And it's probably going to be on sale. Probably going to be there for quite a while. It's yes. not priced to be as a sale item. <laughs> No, they weren't 99 cents. No, so. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure that they think that they can fund their children's college education with those because they're now vintage Star Wars. Oh, yeah, that Watto, that, that sideshow, or that, that applause Watto is going to make them tons of money. Yes. <laughs> As it sits in the window, fading over time. Yes. So, Amy, did you have anything more to add from Comic-Con? No, it was really awesome. I I am loving my Star Trek shirt that I picked up. Oh, I'm sorry. I said a wrong word for a Star Wars podcast, but oops! I got so many compliments wearing it. I just had well, so much fun. It was great. Oh my god! Yeah, I I did go a little off the Star Wars path. I did pick up the I picked up a Back to the Future shirt, and uh, I drooled over the Hot Toys DeLorean, and I've already ordered the Mar- Hot Toys Marty McFly that's uh, coming out. Did and, you? Okay, I'd be curious to know what you think of those when you get them. I'm t- when that DeLorean comes out, I'm probably going to order that as well. <laughs> yeah, hey, Mar- we bought. The Superman Hot Toys, which is our old first and only foray outside of Marvel. So I have that as well, the Chris Reeve one. Yeah. And that was one of those things I always wanted a Christopher Reeve figure, so when they announced that, I was like, I had to have that. Mm-hmm. We are neglecting one major thing that happened at Comic-Con, and I think it's like probably one of my highlights of the entire convention, and that's the Star Wars fan breakfast. Oh, oh yes. yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I lived it for so long. <laughs> so terrible. Well, Marjorie, why don't you tell us about the fan breakfast, since right. you had a lot with that. We had our fourth annual Star Wars fan breakfast, and some of you 
kept on the tradition of the Star Wars fan club breakfast after they discontinued the club part of it. Our ex- Actually, technically, I guess it was the fifth because our very first one was me, Arnie, and our friend Larry. And we went to breakfast at the Marriott. So we decided next year, hey, let's invite more people and we can go someplace else. And it just kind of grew. This year, we partnered with Rancho Obi-Wan to do a fundraiser for them. When you pre-reserved your ticket, you got an exclusive patch that you can only get at the breakfast. So that was really exciting and very, very, very cool. We had a huge line. There were people there before I got there, which is kind of crazy and scary all at the same time. We gave away prizes for two solid hours. I I can't believe the amount of prizes we got. We had so many prizes from like Hallmark and Sideshow and ThinkGeek, and it was amazing. And the best part was so many people got to hang out with other people that they maybe only see once a year or they just met and made a new friend. And that's what it's really all about. I think this is my third year going to that, that you guys have done that, and it was it was fantastic. Absolutely enjoyed it. I actually won something this year. I got the, uh, R2-D2, the R2-D2 soy sauce container, which is pretty awesome. Cool. I have a whole theme of R2-D2 kitchen supplies going now, I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I thank you guys for doing that, because that is a lot of fun to, to go to, and it kind of does start that whole Star Wars day. Which maybe going to for the next few years is that Friday may become even more of a Star Wars day. Who knows? I'm hoping. You remember, like five years ago, it was huge, and then like last year they didn't even call it Star Wars Day. Right. I noticed they were calling it Star Wars Day again this year, so yeah, maybe pick up. So thank you for joining me once again. Um, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or would like to pass on any information, you can go through our Facebook page or contact us at swccpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to bringing you an interesting episode full of fun, laughter, and a little bit of the oddball look at Star Wars next month. Thank you for listening, and yup nub. Yeah.